Before we start this podcast, I want to definitely remind you of a sponsor for Fresh of the Word, 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest. In a world of wrestling where there's hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads, don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. So if you'd like to discuss a possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or even Zubaz, then drop them a line at 20by20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20apparel.com. And also check out their enamel pin line. It's super cool. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bummy, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yell about it though. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grindin' shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kids, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Hey everybody, welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. And the guest for this episode is actress, filmmaker, and voice actor, Samantha Ireland. Most known for her role voicing Nora Valkyrie on the popular anime, Ruby, along with other roles through Rooster Teeth production. Along with a variety of projects ranging from films, TV shows, web series, and video games. Recorded at the Grand Rapids Comic Con, we talked about the roles that she's been known for and how she got into the entertainment field, the importance of community and referral support, allies in the business for women and people of color, the stories that she would like being told, being a mother in the entertainment business, and the fandom behind anime. Without further ado, after this word from our sponsor, we'll get into my interview with Samantha Ireland. Here at the Grand Rapids Comic Con. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Samantha Ireland, and I'm a voice actress with Rooster Teeth Productions. What are some of the things that you are most known for? Uh, the show that I'm most known for is the anime uh, Ruby from Rooster Teeth Productions. I play the voice of Nora Valkyrie. Um, she's, I think, a fan favorite. Um, I love her. And I also play the Flower Scouts on their other animated show, Camp Camp. And I played the role of CT on Red vs. Blue. Cool. How did you get your, you know, your break into this uh, industry? It, I really lucked out with them specifically. Like, in the industry overall, I've been acting since I was probably about eight. Um, I just did theater and went to school for it and got my degree in it. have a lot of student loan debt in it. Um, and... Um, 
but I lucked out in like 2011, Rooster Teeth was holding an open casting call at that time because um, they were doing a prequel for Red versus Blue and they wanted to get some new voices. And yeah. so I got to go in and audition for them. They don't do that anymore. They don't do open <laughs> casting calls. They don't exist now. So um, it's all invitation. So I just, I lucked out. I really did. It was all about timing, I think, for that. And um, I was able to book CT off of that audition. And also do, I started doing the comedic web shorts with them as well. And I have also gotten to do Bloodfest, their um, meta comedy horror film that they did like two years ago. I think that went to South by Southwest. So okay. I got to be in that too. So um, I luckily was just at the right place at the right time. And I was able to show them that I could play a character that they wanted me to play. So it was good. I was, um, earlier I was interviewing uh, Zara down, down, the, down the road here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was talking about like the, the idea within this community that you're in of, of sort of supporting each other and getting work off of referrals and, yeah. and sort of being, having a community between y'all that like, like where everybody sort of, if it's not right for them, maybe it's right for somebody else, you know? Oh yeah, I so, always feel like that, especially with voice acting. Um, some people can be true chameleons with their voices and truly shift, and you would never know that they play multiple characters. Yes. Um, but, so like, let's just, like for an example, I got to audition for a role on Camp Camp that I just, I was like, there's no, I. I can play this character, but it's not what I envisioned for this character. Yeah. And in my head, I was thinking, this is, like, perfect for Elizabeth Maxwell, and she's the one who did Book It. So I like it when opportunities like that happen, or I have a lot of friends who are just now getting into voice acting, and so if I see, like, there's a studio in town doing something, um, like a one-weekend, get a demo reel, learn some things, like, uh, I'll send them links, I will... I'm all about scratching each other's backs because I would want someone to do that for me yeah. and if I have some information for anyone and they, anyone ever has questions about how to break into voice acting or or even just acting in general I'm always one to be like this is what you should do or at least this is my suggestion um, that's how I feel right when you know um, how do you feel like it's kind of uh, expanding on that um, you know how do you feel like that community has benefited you you know during your career well if you're nice and you work hard and you're good people are going to remember that and they're going to bring you in for an audition for something um you know i started working for rooster teeth back in like 2011 and i didn't i didn't realize that what i was auditioning for was voice acting <laughs> for a few of the projects um, so when that worked out and I booked that and then they saw that I did other things too, that I had done independent films and yeah. so they brought me in and then, um, and from that I've met writers who wanted to do short films with me yeah. and, um, for, for me, the community has been incredibly helpful and this is like the Rooster Teeth community, not just the, pro not just the production company, but the actual community. Um, like I did a crowdfunding for a short film that I wrote and directed and they came out, you know what I mean? And they not only financially helped me make that film, but also also emotionally supported me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, are sharing it and watching it. And um, 
even if they don't like it, they're not saying that. Um, so, <laughs> but but if they do enjoy it, they're telling me that, and it makes me feel really good. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, because in this industry, you have a lot of lows with a lot of highs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so when you work really hard on something that you're nervous to show to people, and they're just appreciative that you that you did it, and they wanted you to do it, and they gave you money to do it, like. I don't know. It, I was so grateful. I still am so grateful. But during that time where I just didn't believe in myself to a degree, that made me believe in myself. Um, so the RT community, I don't know. They'll always have a very special place in my heart, even if I don't get to work with them. You know what I mean? One yeah. day. So. Yeah, earlier when I was talking with Zara about, um, about sort of how the business, the movie business has been. There's always, you know, there's always just generations of, you know, men, you know. In everything. In everything. In all positions, <laughs> the power, yes. White men just like, but she was talking about how even even during those times there were allies. Oh, yeah, always. Within there trying to do their best to, to bring in you know, women and people of color and everything. You know, speak about your experience, you know, as a woman breaking into film and acting and how you were able to swim through, you know, everything, you know? It's just hard in general. I think that um, I could, like, talk about this for hours. Um, <laughs> I know. <it's> <laughs> <laughs> We've been put into so many boxes. We've been put into so many tropes. Um that even women growing up didn't realize what was going on. We didn't. We couldn't even see outside of it. It was just so normal, like yeah, that. Yeah, it became a norm. It was and a norm. And then you realize that no, this isn't. This is a stereotype. This is a box that you're putting us in. You're pigeonholing us, and it's hard because, like, um, I think in the entertainment world, if you don't look a certain way, um, it's harder. You know. Um, like to give you an example, I I met with a few managements in LA, and in the end, they didn't want to sign with me, and that's fine. But I knew someone who met with one of them, and they have a very—they've got nothing on their resume. They're very, very new. Yeah. Um, but they are very attractive man, and I'm very attractive. <laughs> 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 And they were signed on the spot. Though I had a bigger resume, I had a stronger demo reel, I have more connections. Yeah. Um, in the end, they didn't want me. Maybe they had people like me already and they didn't see a place for me there. And that's okay. But that showed me right there that maybe that, maybe that was an example of something like that. Now, am I going to hold it against them? No, I'm not. Like, I'm moving forward. Like, I have to. Um, right. And yeah. I'm not going to be upset with that friend who got it because I want them to succeed in whatever. And if, and let's just say it was their looks that got them in, good for them. You know, <laughs> shake what your mama gave you. Um, um, but, so I have a, I don't know. I feel people look at you for any actor but like with women if you don't look a certain way people aren't really looking to open doors for you in certain aspects yeah. but I don't know I feel like that's also not true because I don't know I show up I do my work I'm nice um, 
and I think people just want to work with that yeah, too. Yeah. Um, you just want to work with nice people because when you don't, that's a hard day on set or that's a hard day in, in the booth. And, um, but I, th I don't know. I think it's always going to be harder. I don't know if we'll ever exactly have the tides turned for people like women and people of color. Yeah. Um, but as long as we keep being allies for one another, I think there definitely will. I mean, we've already seen a shift in storytelling with television and streaming. Yeah. We're going to just have more stories over time. Now, will everyone get to see all the stories that they want to? Who knows? Because um, it's a big old pile of mess right now with all of the streaming services. What kind of stories do you want to see more of out there? So the movie that just came out recently that everyone talked about was Todd Phillips' Joker, right? Yeah. Um, I'm a huge Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix fan. Like he, yeah. he's high on my list. I love everything he does. I'm obsessed with him. Um, I watched the first trailer and I was like, oh yeah, I'm so gonna see that. And then I saw the second trailer and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna see that. And then the more I saw it exposed to me, I was just the the least interested I became in it. And I don't know why. I'm thinking personally. It is because I'm so tired of watching disenfranchised white men get through right. the ring, ringer and then become violent from it. Um, there's, there's been, you know, I've seen posts about, like, that that movie is a good representation of mental health. Yeah, but, and exactly. So I hear that, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. But, it, but you know? at, the first, at the same time, you're seeing it as a white man. man which they're, you know... Life was easier. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but again, if he has a mental health eating disorder, you know, I don't know. It's um I, I, I didn't want to watch it. I didn't you want you know what I saw instead? Hustlers. I saw yeah. Hustlers and it was phenomenal. <laughs> and I I, I wanna go see I wanna <laughs> see that. I tweeted is Hustlers the movie of the year because um not only is are the stories true, which is fascinating to me. <laughs> I love these women that just took control, but it, um, the acting was phenomenal. The directing, it was a woman director, I forget her name, um, but, and that was a diverse cast. Like, I mean, that was a, characters were in that film. Cardi B, Lizzo, yeah. Jennifer Lopez, who looks better now at the age of 50 than I don't understand what ridiculous she drank like, the fountain of youth somewhere she found it ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but hustlers was phenomenal I cried I like I and and what I loved about that particular story is that when you watch films with men about um, kind of a scheming thing it all it's about power you yeah. know but for that it it, it was about power of your life, taking control of yeah. your life because living in poverty and like taking control finally. And That's you, what that was about. Yeah, and, and usually with men in scheming, it's like they already have the power, they already have control yeah, in their and life. And they just want more and it's power hungry. And it also, they will turn on each other. Yeah. In this film, they don't do that. They don't turn on each other. That's not like, it was so nice to see that in a yeah. film. And like there was so many more layers to it, especially being a mother and watching it, that layer was in it. Because there's in always it. a lot of um, stereotypes, especially um, with black culture, that you know women will be catty to each other, mm -hmm. like oh, yeah. in, in entertainment. So when in actuality, a lot of women are just very 
supportive of each other, you know? I think we were, we've always been more supportive. Always, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's been highlighted because it's a funny, it's funny for women to be catty, isn't it? Right. Women can't be funny unless they're mean to each other. Um, you know, it's it's kind of ridiculous, but that film I absolutely adored this year. I also watched an, a film on the plane that I had to withhold my very loud sobs um, because I didn't want to disturb <laughs> people around me. But um, I watched this film called Wild Rose, and it was about a woman in Scotland, and um, she, you know, she ended up doing something bad. She went to jail. She had two kids when she was young, and she had a dream of being a country singer. And um, it was a beautiful film. And um, and being a mom and wanting to be in the entertainment world is a, so hard because um, it's not only emotionally tolling, but it's also, um, I have an audition tomorrow at 11 a.m. Who can watch my kids? Right. You know? Let's talk more about that, you know, being a mom mm -hmm. and trying to be in the entertainment world. Like... What are the things that you, any mom would go through that maybe someone who's a mom in the entertainment industry would, you know, think that, oh, they're in the entertainment industry, they're probably, you know, they got some sort of, uh, I don't know, they're okay with it, or they're, or maybe they're, they're um, ignoring their kids, you know. Yeah, that's, always... I feel like if anything, you always feel guilty. Like, I yeah. felt guilty coming to this con. <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? Right. And I shouldn't because this is my work. But my husband doesn't feel guilty when he has to go on work trips. He doesn't. And that's always been the thing where if, yeah. a, if a man goes on a work trip out of town, that's a man being he, a man. He, he's going to his job. Yeah. But why can't I feel that way? And I don't know if it's because I do it to myself or if society's done it and I've always felt it. And I'm, you know what I mean? Right. But it's, 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 it's ingrained in our society yeah. that if a mother goes away to, you know, go do some work out of town or even have fun or even have, yeah you know how many yeah. times i'll be out with a friend and they'll you know i meet someone and they say well who's got the kids tonight I'm like well <laughs> lately i've just been responding <laughs> with oh i have a smart house they're with the alexa they're fine because um, <laughs> like, i'm like what do you think i'm gonna say <laughs> like i just left them there no i left them with a very capable human being either their father or a babysitter or a grandparent it's such and a weird I, question but like, i know no one's asking my husband no one ever asked the yeah the man like oh, oh where's the kids there and if they do it's because they also have kids and we're friends with them <laughs> right <laughs> but um i will say i'm i need to give myself a little bit more credit my husband is really kind and to me about that because um, let's say I have to go on a commercial audition at like 10.30 a.m. Well, not only did I get my five-year-old fed and dressed, gone off to school, and at the time maybe I had to breastfeed my <laughs> eight-month-old baby also that morning twice, and then he pooped on me yeah. on my audition outfit. Then I had to change leave him with the baby, feel the guilt of leaving him, then go and do an audition and come home. And in the audition, um, I will have forgotten everything that I did that morning. Oh, okay. And I will have focused on it. And I would have, um, I think, it, I see all these, I see these young people at the audition, or they were so inconvenienced by the traffic. And I was like, dude, I got pooped on today. <laughs> um, you're doing wonderful. Yeah, so you're, you're good. <laughs> so... 
I have to give myself a little bit more credit that oh, I'm trying course. to do more and not to be so hard. I feel like we're all so hard on ourselves and I need to, I need to be better about that. But yeah. Going back to being a, a voiceover actor, like being a voice actor, what is it about like the fandom? Like what is it about, you know, the connection that you have towards these people that come and meet you? That um, when you're just the voice of these uh, characters and they're animated, you know, they're yeah. seeing them. But it's not live the, action. Yeah, yeah, it's not live action. What you know? What, what's the connection there? Why do people will you know still want to meet you? I know. First, personally, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> if anything, I feel I feel really humbled, and um, I mean, we act because we want to play, and. But then when people want to tell you that they love your character, like, that's just something you never thought you'd get to hear. You don't think about that. You don't think about the reward. Sometimes you do. Right. Sometimes you think about that paycheck. Um, but, like, <laughs> really, you just, you're there to play and um, be a kid again. And then, I don't know. It's amazing. And I love the characters I play. I think if any actor should love all characters they play, even evil ones. You have to find a connection with everyone. But um, I love who I play. And so it's really cool to connect with people who also feel like they're also that character. Yeah. Like they're like that's a spirit animal for them. So how do you find your connection with these characters? Um, I energy. I do have a lot of energy. <laughs> so I definitely connect with Nora on that. Um, the flower scouts are the thoughts in my head that when I'm having a really bad day um, and I just want to be mean, but they're pretty horrible human beings <laughs> so I'm, they're kind of like on a different spectrum <laughs> but um but overall like that's how I feel connected with those those guys and CT she was always misunderstood and I think we're all a little misunderstood um Definitely. that's how I feel connected with them all right it's been great talking with you I'll let let you get on to uh you know talking with some more people Thank but you. before we get out of here where can people go online and get more information about you so I have a Twitter. Twitter. Um, I share my thoughts and feelings um, on there. And my Twitter handle is Ireland underscore Sam. Because it's a horrible handle. Um, <laughs> and that's mine. And I haven't changed it. Um, and I'm also on Instagram. I love Instagram, though. Right. That's my probably my favorite. But I do tweet a lot. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Samantha underscore Ireland. Like a very normal one. Um and that's where you can find me. So Awesome. Great talking with you. Great talking with you. And you're Thank doing you. well as a mother. Oh, it sounds like you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fresh of the Word podcast. Hosted and produced by myself, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. Empowered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash fresh of the word. Intro theme music by Foulmouth, Shimmy Bango, and Knox Money. And outro music by House Shoes. Fresh of the Word is available on all major streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Fresh of the Word, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh of the word. Follow Fresh of the Word on social media on Twitter at Fresh of the Pod, on Instagram at Fresh of the Word Podcast, and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fresh of the word. For more information about Fresh of the Word, and our other podcasts, Breaking Records and Renaissance Soul, and a collection of pop culture articles and reviews, please visit freshofthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Fresh.
fresh, 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 fresh,